gas is in the jackpot now. Okay? Okay? That's what I'm just telling you. Fucking motherfuckers. Yes, that's right, Mets fans. Welcome back to the Ass of the Jackpot podcast. My name is David Langell. And I'm TJ McNeil. And we're just a couple dudes from the East Coast, living in L.A., following the Mets. And after each or almost each game, we recap what's good. Damn straight. And what's good today? Well, today was a good day, TJ, because the Mets defeated the Colorado Rockies by a score of 6-1 to in a rubber match on a Sunday afternoon. Wow. Almost never happens. And they had a shutout going into the ninth. Then the they game had a that was one, started, one hitter. Yeah, and a game that was started by Noah Syndergaard, which almost never happens. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it was a beautiful performance by Noah, going seven strong, only giving up that one scratch hit um, on the lip of the grass by Arenado that just went over Echeverria's glove. But besides that, I mean, this was an impressive day for Mr. Syndergaard. Yeah, it was a great series win. Uh, all in all, I mean, even even on Friday, they they still played well. Um, you know, the only thing that really stuck out, really, that was that was pretty bad in this series, besides the bullpen implosion, yeah, um, was that that play last night where the throw went to third, Frazier went to second, the run scored or whatever. Um, that was yeah, the that one w- thing where I was like, oh, they don't look like a good team when they do that. But otherwise. No. I mean, it was pretty much how Brody drew it up in the offseason, you know. Really good starting pitching last night. Great starting pitching today. Um, minimal bullpen, you know. Yeah, let 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 your starter go far in the game. Today, Noah, let's see, he threw 98 pitches. That's it. But he got through seven. So, look, with the big lead, you didn't have to push it with him. And you, you got Familia some work. And he had a clean inning, which was good to see. And Santiago doing some mop-up work, which is the role you want for him. And, uh, you know, eat an inning, you know? Yeah. I mean, I have no problem with uh, Santiago giving up that one run there, obviously. Um, Would have been nice to have a shutout, but it is the best offense in baseball that we're facing. You know what I mean? Exactly. And at this point, we'll take the wins without the glory. And But this was a glorious win. Uh, regardless of the shutout or the one hitter, you know, a no hitter would have been a different story, but it wasn't even at that point, you know, because that was a clean hit, whether we like it or not. Yeah. I mean, the story of the past two games, especially is we just shut down their offense, which was great. You know, it, look, yeah. it hurt on fr- Friday, seeing Murph hit the homer. Um, I don't know if you saw it, but during the game today, they showed a clip of his interview with Kevin Burkhart from 2009. Oh yeah. Where he's like, I'm Daniel Murphy and I bat third. It, 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 it kind of made me feel like, uh, you know, I, I miss my brother, you know? <laughs> Your homophobic brother. Well, look. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Look, look a lot of our <laughs> brothers are imperfect. Um, and, uh, and look, we, we've had love-hate with Murph through the years. And, totally, totally. Uh, but you remember the good times. And, yeah. Uh, I mean, it's, it's a just ball mag- player, man. Just magic. He definitely... He could definitely mash, and he definitely gave us a great send-off in 2015. But um, it was really – this series was really about Mass and and, and Syndergaard, even DeGrom. I mean, 10 strikeouts on Friday. And just awesome. Two runs. It's it's what this team is built on, starting pitching with those big three. And 
look, they're including Matt in the big four now. It's not just the big three. Like, he's, he, he deserves uh, to be part of that ensemble. I mean, he's the fourth guy, but he deserves to be mentioned, you know? I mean, what about big five, man? I can't forget Vargi. Vargi, yeah, the Vargase. I love that Dude, guy now. Yeah. It's unbelievable. I could not stand him. And you kept telling me he's coming around, he's coming around. And I'm just like, he's getting lucky. And, you know, I can't wait to watch him pitch tomorrow. <laughs> In the Bronx against the Yankees, who, uh, I mean, that's a tough ball club. Uh, they're blowing today's game. They had a five-run lead. Now they're tied 5-5. Five, five. We'll see what happens in the eighth inning. But uh, it's going to be tough for, for Jason Vargas to uh, tame one through nine with the Yankees. Well, the key is getting their bullpen early, which is getting Tanaka out of there. Is Tanaka scheduled for tomorrow? He is, yeah, and he just had a kid, so he's probably going to be tired as hell. Oh, the paternity list. Good for him. Right. Congratulations, Masahiro. Uh, family first. But still, if you think about it, the bullpen, their bullpen has been taxed, and their bullpen is slumping. So they're having a rough day today, and it, it was a bullpen game. Well, yeah. So they're they're spreading it out. Canely uh, is is facing the brunt of it, and Adavino just gave up a homer as well. So really, uh, look good for us to go in there because that's their strength. I mean, along with their lineup. I mean, what a team. But Yeah, yeah, it's all about how we get to knock out of that game tomorrow. It'll be a true test. Look, Subway Series, New York versus New York, always a lot of energy, and uh, don't count us out. Hey, listen, the hottest baseball team in the National League just came to town, and we won the series, so I'll take Hell that. Yeah. And look, for for as bad as the last two weeks have been, the Mets are only one game under 500 right now. And I think that, that that's a testament to, you know, they haven't been hot, but they haven't been swept that much this season. I think we were swept just that one series. I, I, I don't know. Don't quote me. But I, for, for, but most of our losing streaks have only lasted about two or three games. So we're not in And a, then they putter for a little bit. You know? Right. And then we've won two or three games in a row. So, you know, we're, we're withstanding our cold streaks and um, – you know, we're we're we win tomorrow. We're at back at 500. Um, the Phils are in front of us. They're by you know right now six games in the loss column. They're playing right now. So it, look, we're we're six back. We 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 can we can deal with that. We'll get there. Hey, listen. All they need to keep doing is having their starters go seven innings. Yeah, throw 115, 120. I mean, we're, that's great. We'll be in every game. How about Stephen Matz last night? Look, there's not much that you don't like in Stephen Matz right now. I mean, except that one bad start he had, he has been terrific. And last night against the Rockies lineup, uh, I mean, he just showed so much fortitude and, and versatility. His curveball was just spinning tight and over the plate and getting swing and miss stuff. It was great, man. Yeah, and it's like it's so funny because the Rockies came in and with offense like that, you know, Matt sometimes can't get out of his own way. And it looked like for a second when they scored off him and tied the game that he was going to kind of give in. And I was just waiting for him to give in, and he just didn't. He he must be taking anger anger management class. Because he, <laughs> I he, think he has a sports psychologist. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> that that's a real thing, right? Yeah, it's paying off, too. 
Well, good, because he's not losing it. He's not punching the Gatorade container. Um, yeah, right. They, they showed a clip of him and Gazelman doing some acting during the commercial break. I don't know. That's, <laughs> that's a new show. I'm, I'm not kidding. Did you see that? Enjoying his success. They said, check out Stephen Matz's acting ability and with Robert Gazelman. I was like, what? <laughs> Robert Gazelman needs to act like he could throw strikes, dude. That's the only acting I want to see him doing. Yeah, he's so up and down. I mean, that's the Although he piece. struck out the side on, uh, what, Friday? Well, he's got it in him. Look, there's a reason why, you know, he and Lugo have been on, you know, similar paths and trajectories and, and, and so comparable. But Lugo right now is just consistent, and Gazelman is not. I mean, the talent is there, the ability to perform as well as Lugo, and the same is vice versa. You know, Lugo can go into a slump as well. But, right. Um, but we need those guys. No, absolutely. Yeah, and, and Gazelman is is one of our better pitchers in that bullpen. Uh, I don't know if he's past Familia in the depth chart. He probably has. But, look, Jarese came through today, maybe without the pressure. He needed that. And uh, yeah. G- Girardi praised the hell out of him last night. Let's talk about him. Oh, man, Girardi wants a job. Yeah, Gary was, was kind of calling him out today during the broadcast. Yeah, it was great. Um, he yeah. said that uh, he sounded like a man who wanted a job. But the Mets have a manager, don't they? Well, you know, Girardi's a good manager. He's managed in New York, and he sees the young talent on the Mets, and he wants to guide them. I wouldn't be surprised if he's definitely in consideration in the off season. Well, or before that, because it's no secret that Mickey Calloway has been in the hot seat with his managerial spot. And right now they've given him the vote of confidence. He's not getting fired tomorrow by any means, but it's come up twice, at least so far this season, uh, you know, hot seat talk. And the Mets had to make the statement that he's the manager. And uh, look, we support that. They're not in the tailspin. They're still in the mix. Um, Obviously there's a lot of work to be done, um, but you got to like the direction of the team right now. Girardi is an exciting thought, but he is not the manager, and it it doesn't look like anything is forthcoming right now. You never know. Right. So. You never know. Well, I mean, you know, right now where we're at, if Mickey does get fired, like I, I'm just not rooting for it anymore. If they weren't going to do it already, because it means that things are going real bad, and exactly. I really want things to go well. Of course. So, it's just like, you know, we can like kind of sniff it, like just sniff the the potential that's that's past mediocrity. You know, right. we can smell it. We can feel it. If everything just gets in line and the starting pitching can come through, you know, we can sense like that, that, that little patch of grass just beyond the mediocrity. And I'd love to see the Mets get there. And, you know, if Mickey Calloway's getting fired and they're adding Joe Girardi this year, it means they're not getting there because – if they haven't fired him yet with all the horrible decisions he's made over the course, yeah. the course of the first part of the season, they're not firing him. You're just so you afraid know? that he's going to keep making these mistakes. If he sees, sure. He, he just seems like such a moron. I'm sorry. I like him. He's a nice guy. He's got his moments, but, I mean, his bad moments are just so bad. Well, you know, they they say they put it really – they put it great. Uh, they put it um, – they put it well on the fan this weekend. They just keep saying, this is not a town where you come for on-the-job training when yeah, you have a team that's willing to contend. You know what I mean? 
and he's been through a lot of ups and downs, uh, you know, in his short tenure, but it's, it's long enough, you know, he's midway through the second year. He should know what he's doing. Yeah. And I would say that if by the all-star break, they're not happy, he's gone. Yeah. I mean, it's been nice. And like you said, you want him to do well because that means the Mets will be doing well. And, uh, We'll have to cross that bridge, you know, at the All-Star break, which is coming up. It's a month away. and uh, Can't believe it. It's, 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 look, it's a big month of baseball for us. We're facing all these teams above 500, starting with the Yankees, and then we'll, we'll be in Atlanta. we got St. Louis. Dude, it's going to be tough. Um, and, uh, yeah, man, we've we, we so, we got to show up. Pete Alonzo, ha- baby. Pete yeah, Alonzo, yeah, doing what Pete Alonzo does on a national broadcast. It's like the, a moonshot of a homer. Seven seconds. But what about, uh, what about Todd Frazier lately? Oh, well, Todd deserves a lot of credit. I mean, he, he got his batting average up. He's hitting homers. He shut us up, huh? He did. He did. <laughs> we, well, look, look we, were, we were within our rights to criticize him for his performance in the first, you know, three or four weeks of the season. And, uh, look, he hit the grand slam in his second game back, which was great. But after that, you know, he went cold, played great D, but uh, we we expect more if he's going to get the playing time. And he's finally proven to us that he is a professional hitter who has power, who plays a great third base, and deserves to be our starting player. Now, do you think that this is who Todd Frazier is? Uh, Do you think he's actually going to hit 260 this year? He's never done that before. But actually, he might have a couple times. Well, he's hot, right? So you you got you got to give Chuck some of that up to a hot streak, and this is the higher end of his batting average. But he could totally maintain 260, and uh, I'm not saying he's going to stay hot all year because that would mean he would be hitting 300. But he will perform, I think, around this level. You know, hot and cold, of course, but um, I think he'll end up with a 260 average for sure. Wow. I mean, I mean, a good chance. I mean, look, I'm not saying for sure, for sure, but. I, I, I love uh, that, especially because he makes every play over there. Well, and his spirit is just so electric, and he gets people smiling and positive, and he'll rib with the opposing players. We've seen it with Adam Eaton. You know, we've seen it when he, uh, you know, last season when he faked the, the foul catch in Dodger Stadium when he ate the hot dog. And, uh, you know. <laughs> that was great. They stole the out. Dude, I mean, look, he's built a <laughs> reputation as, you know, kind of a dirtbag player with a big smile. You know, dirtbag baseball, but but uh, but a nice, you know, look, I'm not saying McNeil's not nice, but you know what I mean. He's just a little, little more outgoing. So how about, how about Echeverria on the base pass today, Gomez on the base pass, Gomez with that clutch RBI single with the bat flip. Almost falls over earlier in the game, hitting a, a, a foul ball that was a home run distance. He literally fell onto his ass. Well, he's swinging for the fences, but it, you know, it, <laughs> he, 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 but he's out there with a plan, you know. And he's going to strike out a lot. And he's going to go cold, but he's also going to like hit one of those and and get a big hit like he did today and get on base and steal a base. Dude, I love this new dimension. He had a nice little series. He had a nice little series. Dude, and, and as a guy in a platoon role with Ligaris, like, I, I really like him so much more than Broxton. Um, and, uh, and, and like, I love this dimension of base running to our team. And, you know, you kind of don't miss Cano because he's just so inept at running. And, uh, and it's been proven to be his injury-prone uh, uh, skill. So I, I know. 
it, it's um, you know uh, you, I I love Echeverria in the lineup doing what he's doing and Gomez, but Cano, dude, I I I'm worried about him because you, you know I brought it up to you earlier that he he's he went on the, the suspension list well, he was suspended last year for taking PEDs. He, he, right. does, he takes the PEDs to be healthy, and he doesn't take them, and he's not healthy, but he doesn't run. And now that he's running it out, because the media pressured him, he gets hurt, and he stays hurt. I mean, it's just a uh, – I don't know. I, I wish that the whole PED thing would just go away, like in the fact that I wish people could just use PEDs so that there's not all these fucking injuries and all of our favorite players could play every day. Well, they, they want it to be a young man's game. You know, Cano is an old older player, and he can't run – the same way, but he can hit. So what we need to do is we need to invite him back to the team, you know, get him healthy, get him playing, uh, and just have him hit, but not run. We can't make him run. I know. It's just uh, it's a it's a wild conundrum that we're facing. But when he comes uh, back, when he, this is a good question I have. When he comes back, does he hit third? When he comes back, I'd bat him eighth. If he comes back, will they the do that? How they deal with injuries. Well, they say he may rehab as as soon as like Tuesday, uh, and he could come back by Saturday when he's eligible. But well, uh, uh, yeah, I don't know if he's earned the three spot right when he gets back. I think that would kind of be sending the wrong message to the team. I think that um, the message I would send is, "Hey, we're going to hit you seventh while you get acclimated. You have a couple three hit games. We'll put you in the three hole. Otherwise, we got our young guys at the top." Well, I hope they do do that, Tej, because all year. He's only started in the three-hole, I believe. I mean, has he started anywhere else? Yeah, and I just think that to get him back, that should be part of his rehab, especially because it's not like he got hurt while he's hitting 310 with 14 homers. You know, he got hurt with like a 225 batting average, three homers, and like 10 RBIs. And Keith chalked it up a little bit to like overplaying in spring, you know, trying to prove himself to New York. And he was hot in spring, but maybe he used up so so much energy that he kind of ran out of steam after that opening day homer. And um, who knows what happened? Maybe maybe that there was some of that, and, and uh, he just needs to take a step back and and and, and not you know, give in to the pressure that is New York. We need to give him a little more slack as you know fans and and media uh, personalities. I mean, does he really feel pressure? He's played in New York before. He played on the Yankees. Well, they get, they, dude, he, he did get a lot of heat for that not running out that double play. So that, I think, got to him a little bit. Well, I mean, that's simple. Just don't be a dumbass. And you don't have to – dude, he didn't have to sprint out of the box. No, he didn't. He All he had to do was jog down – like a, a run down to first. Yeah, just Not move. even sprint. Right. But then dude, we're not expecting – dude, we're right. not expecting Robinson Cano to sprint, full sprint on a guaranteed double play ball. But then he we're, but he did, and then he got hurt, right? Well, the thing is, is that like we're not like the thing is, is that it's this, all right? That play, the first play they're talking about was an error, and he would have been safe if he had freaking run, and all he right. had to do was run, just a little bit past the jog, a run, not a sprint. Yeah, it's just not. A he good would have been You're safe, right, yeah. and then the next day he freaking hits the ball down into the ground in fair territory, doesn't even fucking run. So that's his problem. Then he gets all passive and hurts himself because he's passive because the media was slamming him, and then he runs as fast as he can and ends up hurting himself because he was being a little baby. 
that's the whole thing is that like I know like I look I I have obviously the utmost respect for Robinson Cano and his career and everything that he's done, but that was a passive move. And it was so obvious that he was like, oh, well, you told me I don't run. I'm going to sprint now and hurt myself. You know what I mean? Because then he hopefully, sprints hopefully and then he gets he hurt. That lesson. Yeah. Dude, all he had to do in all three instances is just run down the first. We just we know move. he's not just fast. Go. Yeah, yeah. We don't care. I don't even care that Cano's beating the ball into the ground every at bat at that point. But the fact that he didn't even run on that first ground ball, then the little thing in the dirt in Miami, like the fact that he didn't even move is is the thing that, that, that got him in trouble. All he had to do was the bare freaking minimum and everybody would have been off his back. Nobody's expecting him to gun it. You know what I mean? Well, it's not well, like dude, rocket science. I, I think he's going to come back with these lessons learned and I hope that he will have more of a role you know, as defined by his limits, you know, and and I, I think that, that he'll fit more into the team instead of being this slugger that he was that we traded for. He's not that guy, but he's still a useful player that we need to use correctly. Dude, all we need him to do is get base hits. That's all we need Robinson Cano to do. A hundred percent. Let him play because otherwise I'd rather have McNeil or Echeverria there. But um but the other guy who who's on the I L who they they talked about today is Brandon Nimmo, who is DHing already in his rehab assignment. Yeah. Um, sure. I mean, I like Gomez. <laughs> I know. I like. Look, look, I I feel the same way as you. I don't miss Brandon Nimmo, but you know he's gonna be back. Like, but like when Frazier was out and Lowry's out, like, do we miss these guys? Well, they're gonna come back and they're gonna play. You know, so. Um, yeah, I mean, it's not a bad thing, but it's finding the, the balance. I don't know. I mean, Davis, Davis, a lot of players here, dude. I, I I just don't I I just don't I don't know maybe Lagarde is the odd man out. Yeah, probably, but Nimmo has to prove that he's healthy first, and so does Lowry. I mean, who knows? Because Lagarde is gone at the end of the year. He he had a good run with the team. Look, he had he had a lot of moments. He still makes some great catches, but yeah, he's just doesn't hit, man. He doesn't hit. I know. I don't know. Well, we'll see how it goes. We're going a little past the 20-minute mark, which which is uh, – well, we haven't done one of these in a while, so it's good. Um, dude, jackpot player of the game today. Yeah, I would say Noah Syndergaard all the way. 100%. Um, look, shout-out to Todd Frazier and uh, the, all the base dealing. But, yeah, Noah – Every day the jackpot player of the game should be the starting pitcher. Every single day with this team because that's what the team – that's the goal of the team. Right. Great starting pitching. So it's like if if they're not winning the jackpot player of the game, then either they pitched a really great game, but the offense had to bail them out, or you know they suck. So it's like you know it's it's like that's the thing is that you know last night even even on on Friday Degrom was the jackpot player of the game, ten strikeouts, two runs, and took the loss. You know okay. what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And it's just like you know, it's like all three of them this weekend pitched really well, and that's a, if that's a sign for things to come, we're gonna be we're not too many losing streaks, dude. Well, dude, that's what this team is built on. That's why we yeah. went to the World Series. That's why we can go back to the World Series is because we have pitching that other teams covet. And yeah, and when you have when you have three or four of these guys, I mean, it's just so valuable. But when when the bullpen is so bad that it blows it, it, it it's total, it's heartbreaking, and so. Yeah, we just can't uh, implode on our no. With all the talent and waste that we 
can't waste these years because we've wasted so much of it already. Um, yeah, anyway, definitely. Dude, um, th- it's good to be back on, on, on the podcast. Hell yeah, man. Feels good. The vibe is right. It's a beautiful day out in Los Angeles. It was a beautiful day in Queens from the look of it. Yeah, it looks gorgeous. And um, look, there's still hope this season for the Mets. I know we've we've had a rough stretch here. There's been ups and downs. They're not considered an elite team in this league. But they do have the ability to turn it around and surprise some people. And uh, look, when it comes down to it, they can win in a short series. So they have to first make the playoffs. And they are capable of making a, a, a nice run here uh, in the in the you know the second two thirds of the season. Well, yeah, and the next the next month before the All Star break, it's got to be the starting pitching show. That's, That's it, good, man. They're, they're it's got to be that. If they have a chance it, in hell, it's yeah. got to be the starting pitching show. Well, let's do it right now. Everyone's there. Everyone's ready. Everyone's in a groove. So let's keep it going. And um, dude, we'll see what's next. Let's see what Vargas does tomorrow in the Bronx. Um, cool, man. Um, oh, yeah. Dude, I'm just so happy to be back here, uh, and uh, hopefully we'll have some positive energy around this team for a little bit. Yeah, let's get it going. I mean, hey, listen, they they had a hot team come in, and they took two or three from them. So they could have easily swept that series, too. And, uh, you know, not to bring up Daniel Murphy again, but I'm going to. He looked a little bit heavy. What Did you think that? Oh, like fat? Yeah. 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 Yeah, I think um I think Daniel Murphy's just older, that's all. Um yeah, that's what happens. Yeah, hey, listen, he's still can hit. Um he can mash, dude. He, uh, I I look, he's still Daniel Murphy. He's still Daniel Murphy. He will be for another year at least. Yeah. yeah next well, year it'll be interesting to see where he's at, but um well, he signed for the Rockies for this year and next, but yeah, I I know what you mean. Yeah, it will be it will be interesting. I mean, he had a couple great years where he was just like off the charts, but yeah, I mean, he still can't play defense, man. He took that Gold Glove play away from Arenado today because he can't pick the ball. Arenado, I mean, he's still yeah. I mean, Murphy's just a, a mess in the field still. And Arenado is like one of the greatest players of all time. I mean, it's crazy. Yeah, I mean, come on. I mean, that was a that was a highlight real play, and Murphy couldn't even hang. Yeah, for sure. Right, cool, man. Any, any any final thoughts today? Final thoughts? Um, I just can't wait to see Vargas pitch, man. That's my final thought. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be real interesting how he does it. Um, you know, see if he takes his kite and his key and gets struck by lightning in the Bronx. Oh, God. Let's see. Let's see. Cool, man. Um, well, dude, <laughs> I look forward to the next game as well, and, uh, and we're going to keep this Mets train going, the number seven. Two, two, baby. Get on. All right, cool, man. Let's go Mets. Let's go Mets. See you later. Bye. Bye.